Want to hear your favorite Sir shows in CD quality and ad-free? Then sign up for Smodcast, a premium content archive launching in July. Membership has its perks, including access to ticketed events before anybody else. And if you pre-order Smodcast now, you'll get a kick-ass merchandise bundle, including comics, a mini-poster, stickers, a mystery shirt, and more. The first 150 pre-orders will also receive either a clerk's lunchbox or a chronic action figure. The merchandise bundle is just 25 bucks plus shipping and handling, and includes your first month of Smodcast access. After that, your credit card will be billed just $4.99 a month for ad-free, high-quality versions of every Smodcast internet radio show. Smodcast, where Smodcast goes say for pay. Sign up at Smodcast.com. The Geek Show podcast polishes its sword of omens wearing nothing but Yoda underoos and a Joker smile. This Not Safe for Work podcast is fresh and free every Monday night at geekshowpodcast.com. The panelists use the brown lantern power of snark to construct news and commentary about your favorite sci-fi movies, TV, comic books, games, and toys. If all your friends jumped off the Bifrost Bridge, you know you would too. And on the way down, tell them Geek Show says hey. Geekshowpodcast.com This is not bad. With Will Wilkins. It's so nice not having to introduce myself anymore. <laughs> you have someone else do it. I do. Hello, everybody. My name is Will. And my name is Trent. And welcome to the premiere of NetHeads here on the Smodcast Internet Radio Network. Sir. Wow. I, uh, you know, I got to admit. <clears throat> You know, I've been doing this thing for a long time. I've been, right. I've been, you know, self switching a show. I've been, I've been having all the control and everything else. And I am more nervous than the first time I ever went on the actual radio. Have you got the pit tacos going on? I have, I've just, I'm, oh man, I couldn't even begin to tell you how nervous I am. And you know, <laughs> every single technical nightmare has gone through my head and, and you know, for the guy who set up, and by the way, did you hear that awesome intro that happened right before us? Did you see Kevin? Did you hear Kevin yeah, pitch man. to us? Oh man, I just heard that and I'm like, I can't live up to that. This is doomed. No, well, you know, if, if <laughs> on, on, I had an erection the minute he said Will Wilkins. That's all I'm gonna say. Yeah, but that happens to you every time you hear Will Wilkins. It's kind of weird. Oh, there it goes. There it goes again. There it goes again. <laughs> So welcome everybody. Uh, if you've uh, if you've ever listened to Radio Askew and you're wondering what's the difference, there is none. Uh, nope. it, it, we're talking about all the same stuff. Uh, but yeah. it, see, there was a reason why I wanted to change the name. Okay. For this one, because it's a completely different uh, place. Okay. Right. And I don't know what happens to the uh, exclusivity, if you will, of the show. Sure. I don't right. know if it uh, if it. If it goes here, it goes, I don't know where it goes. So figure, go with a new name. Plus, you know, we have those professionally cut intros. Which are awesome. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. They sound really damn good. So got to use those if you have them instead of that cheap crap I've cut together. And plus, if this is the only time we're on, we don't have to say that Kevin Smith canceled my existing show. <laughs> Kevin Smith canceled Radio Askew? Done. We're out. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the reason why, but, uh, and, and I gotta tell you, we are, we, uh, in the past couple weeks on Sir, there has been a lot of exciting and interesting stuff going on, okay? Because, uh, originally everything was just happening from, I call it the Sir Studios. Kevin openly says it's his living room. Right. Um, but we've been kind of pushing the limits uh, because the East Coast guys come in the same way we are, right? You know, they're, right. they stream in, they record and, and you've had Jason Muse up in up in Winnipeg, uh, recording things. They they came in live once too, uh, mm-hmm. but I'm the only moron that also decides. Hey, let me make sure I'm also using Skype so my co-host can be on, so that way we can just totally try and crash my internet connection during what some might say could be one of the most important moments recently of my life. Yeah, yeah. Asi- aside from say like. You know, achievements that your kid has. This is this is your zenith, man. Yeah, well, it's our zenith. Oh, 
And I'm just I'm just here on your coattails. I By the way, it. I have to ask, what does that mean? That it's my zenith. It's like you know, it's the yeah. pinnacle. It's it's uh, this is your Rubicon, man. Oh, okay. What's what's that mean, Rubicon? You no, know, Rubicon was the point where of no return for Napoleon. Is they're crossing the Alps. You know, it's really sad the way that people talk about how I'm this genius that put this together, or put that together. <laughs> And then I talk to you. For those that don't know, Trent uh, is coming to us from Utah. So, yes. so we are coming to you live on the CERN network via Los Angeles partway through Brentwood. Thanks for opening a soda on air, jerk. Uh, <laughs> and then he's coming in through Utah, but you are a part of the college system. You are a, yeah. a collegiate employee. Yes. And, yes. Uh, you know, you're never supposed to have people on air that are smarter than you. And uh, you keep using words and I don't know what they mean, Trent. It's, but, dude, it's all a ruse. I'm in marketing. You know what I mean? When it comes to, to higher education, which uh, it has nothing to do with academia. Oh, OK. So for you, all. it's you're just you have one of those calendars that tells you like the word of the day kind of thing. Bigwords.com. There's an app for that. Oh, genius. I should get that. <laughs> why don't i have that darn it i'm telling you man it would come in handy yeah the the kind of chicks that you can pick up with big words Oof. well i wouldn't know that i've been married for 17 years i've known my wife for 21 years so i don't need to worry at all about uh, any of that nonsense <laughs> yeah you don't need a, a big vocabulary at this point no i don't i'm not trying to impress anybody it's just not in my bag. You know, I got to say uh, it's been a it's been a crazy weekend. I uh I don't know what I was thinking when because here's the thing. Kevin was gracious enough if I may call him Kevin. Uh was sure. gracious enough to to say, you know, would you would you like to go on the stream? And I'm like, hey, yeah, of course. <laughs> I was never going to ask. Uh but he right. offered and so earlier in the week, we had a conversation, and uh, he's like, well, do you want to go? I'm like, yeah, how about Sundays? And we picked a time and everything, and I, I failed to realize that uh, yesterday I had a, a family birthday party for my wife, and tomorrow is her real birthday. And Oh, okay. Right on the coattails of uh, you know the whole birthday episode of Smodcast we just listened to for Harley. Yeah, so just so much going on. I don't know what I was thinking doing this today. That was just... <laughs> That was just foolish. But for those of you sticking around, thank you very much. I really appreciate it. And that was the other thing, too. Originally, we were going to go at 6, and, and you know, the Smodcast thing happened. Originally, we picked 6 o'clock because, you know, that way they would have time to do Smodcast during the day, and hopefully we wouldn't step on that. And then this big thing came in, and I'm like, hey, yeah, don't worry. We'll be off before then. And then the man offers to be our lead-in? Yeah. No way. So now, yeah. so now we're trying to make sure we're like the, uh, we're the episode of Glee that follows, uh, Smodcast <laughs> or follows the Super Bowl and not like that episode of 30 Rock that followed the Super Bowl. Rock, right. <laughs> we got to make sure that happens. Got <laughs> no some pressure there. None at all. None at all. And, uh, and so welcome everybody. Uh, now Trent. Yes. I don't know. Cause we talked, I, I we talk a lot of tech. There are three things we always seem to talk. It's tech, comic books, movies. Yes. I don't know why we talk movies because I hardly get to go see them. Well, I think that's that's kind of why. You know, you you you're at a point in your life where you've got to be so selective with your time and and the movies that you see that you need a heads up. Yeah, time is time is my enemy, sir. Right you know now, what I mean? yeah, time is my enemy. At like a uh, perfect example. Okay, um, I used to write a television uh, critique column yes that uh i have not tended to in quite some time uh because i don't get to watch television but right earlier as you and i were bantering ban bantering yeah, yeah that's the word well we were bouncing topics back and forth which is what i was trying to shoot for <laughs> uh you know you brought up falling skies yeah and i'm like or is it fallen skies falling falling skies, falling yeah, skies. Fall. and i'm like oh yeah what's that Ugh. at which point yeah exactly that's the response i got via text and completely understood it all the same. <laughs> and then I'm like, Hey man, I've been out of touch. What is it? And what was your, what was your tagline for it? Yeah, it's, it's walking dead with aliens. Okay. So, so basically the world has gone asunder because of aliens. Yeah. So basically the world has taken, you know, has been taken over by aliens and, uh, people are kind of nomadic at this point going out into, into groups and uh, the group that they're following, I think it's called, if I remember right, the the Massachusetts 
second brigade or something like that. Cause the, you know, they're coming out of Boston. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it's, it's, you know, the, the, the first episode was a two hour, uh, you know, premiere, which was a lot of time invested, but, uh, they got over five, gosh, I don't know. It was five million some odd, uh, viewers or whatever for TNT, which is awesome. Well, let's, let, let's face it. Okay. Geek is in. Oh, it's so in. Contrary to what happened with uh, with Scott Pilgrim at the box office, right, right, uh, Geek is in. Obviously, I mean, if you look at at some of the things going on, like uh, like on AMC, for example, uh, they've had The Walking Dead. They love the demographic, and now suddenly they've done this pilot at uh, Jay and Silent Bob's Secret Stash for this comic book uh, reality show, right? Because yeah. they're they want to hold on to that demo, and obviously. Um, TNT, not being stupid, they saw something and they ran with it or they caught wind of the walking dead and they're like, we need something like that too. If that's mm-hmm. going to hit. Yep. And this has got Noah Wiley in it. So it's got a, yes. a decent pedigree. Yep. Uh, and unfortunately uh, with everything today, I've only been able to get through the first five minutes. Yeah. And, and, and it's two hours long. You don't need to watch the two hours no. to, to get the gist of it. If you, if you went in an hour, You'd be all right. Well, this this instance, I believe, what they did is they tied the first and second episode together. Correct. To have that's a exa- yep. to have a thing. Yeah. And so that's why it 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 probably felt a little longer than it should because realistically, it was probably two stories split up that are when you jam them together, they don't exactly flow. Correct. I'm assuming haven't watched it yet, but in the first five minutes, they used a very good. Uh, uh, methodology for kind of getting us introduced to it. And really it, it sets up one hell of a depressing scenario because mm-hmm. they're, they're telling the story of what has happened, this alien invasion that has subdued things. And they've, they've, they're telling it through children's drawings as the kids are talking this out. Yeah. And I'm yeah. just like, whoa, man, this is just, whoa, that's harsh. Yeah. And it's it's really good. I mean, the special effects are really good for for a TV show, man. Yeah, they have they've done it right. And I've said it before, man. We are living in the golden age of television. Yeah, and I um well, that's the beauty of the digital age. You can you can have three guys with some high powered Mac computers putting together amazing visual effects. Yeah, I mean the the harbinger of that uh for me, well, it was two things really. There was the uh, short film four hundred five. Uh, for those of you that can remember way, way back to like 1998 or no, actually <laughs> 2001, somewhere around I'm there. Like, I'm like drawn to blank. I don't even know what the hell you're talking about. Uh, I'm not going to rehash the whole story of it, but it, but it was the kind of thing where these guys put together a short film to showcase their talents. And the, you know, they presented the 405 freeway, which in Los Angeles is, is just a gridlock nightmare. Right. And you know, they showed it empty and there's an emergency plane landing, all this jazz. And it ends on a funny note. But there was another one as well called Troopers, which was a parody of cops in okay. this in the Star Wars world. So they're following these stormtroopers through their day in, in the exact same way that uh, that cops does. <laughs> and a lot of the elements from A New Hope, what I think of as the original Star Wars film, not the fourth one in the six episode right. saga. Right. Uh and, you know, it, it, it adds a, a funny spin to everything that happened that, uh, happened off camera. For example, you know, like, uh, what happened with the Jawas? What happened with, uh, <laughs> Uncle Ben and Aunt Baru? Uh huh. Um, as, as far as like the, the, the slaughter of, of the entire ranch goes. Yeah. Yeah. And, and all of them, because it was a domestic dispute and Aunt Baru comes out with a thermal detonator drunk off her butt. <laughs> That's what really happened to him. It wasn't the, it wasn't the Empire trying to cover things up. <laughs> if, if that is still out there, you gotta find it and you've gotta Troopers, watch it. Called, Troopers, right? yeah. Okay, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll let me just, it. let me just randomly grab some more digital clips to plug for everybody. Can I do that? <laughs> this, we're not really gonna talk any content. I've just, it, people have paid me five bucks a mention and I, I'm, I'm trying to get to a hundred dollars in one show. I was just gonna say, if, if, if you'd like to, uh, advertise on the spot, just go ahead and tweet us up at Neds on Air. <laughs> uh man so uh my whole point is it, the 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 troopers movie was uh, once again just like i said it was uh guys just with a home computer a beefed up home computer throwing those visual effects in 
So, so you can really do a lot now to where you don't need a studio. You don't need a render farm. You don't need ILM to do stuff. So a lot of these shows are becoming more viable. And, and uh, like I, in the first five minutes that I was able to see. So, so far in five minutes, it looks like a gripping show. Uh, but you know, they, I was able to see the aliens, which don't look too fake. No, no. And I was able to. For TV, it's awesome. Yeah, there's there's the thing. For TV, it's awesome. Uh, but you know, some things for TV can outdo move, and it's amazing the rate that the technology moves. Because Correct. in one of the, uh, I think it's Star Trek Generations, uh, when the the Enterprise crashes on a planet, that looked hokey as crap. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, nowadays you could digitally recreate that. Nobody would blink an eye at it. Hell, in in Battlestar Galactica, you had the Galactica come into the atmosphere and then leap out. Yeah, and, and, that, and uh, uh, or even when they uh, Kamikaze that one ship. Yeah, I I I can't reference it offhand. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. You don't I just, have. I just lost like eight geek points. I don't blame you. <laughs> and you know, it, it, we're going we're going a mile a minute. And here's the thing. I can tell that I'm nervous. Uh, when you and I do the podcast, I'm talking normal, probably about right. this pace. Right now, I'm talking talking like the first time I did do NetHeads, which was, interestingly enough, a decade and two months ago. And it was the same thing. Yeah, the program director for the weekend called me and he said, you know what? The show's great. You got a great voice. Nice to listen to. But you're not getting paid by the word, by the minute. Slow it down. <laughs> That laugh, by the way, that's the reason why Trent's around. He, uh, the majority of the show, I'm just babbling on. He laughs. It makes me feel better about myself. You know, I'm, uh, you, do you remember the Dana Carvey, uh, rendition of the Tonight Show with Johnny Carson? Yes. And Phil Hartman did the, uh, you know, the Ed McMahon. Yes. And I remember there was one episode they did where, you know, Ed McMahon couldn't be there. So they just brought in a speaker of him <laughs> laughing that sat there. And it works. <laughs> And that's total. That's all I am. One of these. Fine. All I need to do is record about three shows with you just on one channel, isolated, and I could put together a virtual trend. And then I don't need to worry about losing the bandwidth. <laughs> because let's be honest, if it's virtual, it's better. I got to tell you something, by the way, Trent. If okay. you want to talk about reach and the power of of being associated with the right network, right now there are people in Australia listening to us. Shut the front door. I'm not kidding. And apparently they think I don't like them, which is not the case. You know who you are. <laughs> I, they've said I'm, we, ch- I'm, I'm, I'm nervous. So I am going, I'm going chatterbox crazy. Right. So, so have, so you've seen the entirety though of Falling Skies. Oh, of the first, yeah, the first episode. Okay. And, and, and is it compelling you to watch again? Because I believe it airs tonight. Yep, it's it's uh, recording right now on my DVR. If you're in Mountain Standard Time, and yeah, dude, I I'm I'm gonna follow it through. Yeah, I just hope it's not one of those overly because like Battlestar Galactica had some really dark tones, but somehow the the storytelling helped balance it out. I, I'm not sure The Walking Dead quite hit the mark on that one. Right. Um, so I'm interested to see how this one pans out. Uh, my only problem with watching Falling Skies is that the the subject content is that of the uh, recurring nightmare I've had since a small being a small child. Of what? Being abducted Be, by aliens? Yeah, being chased by the people uh, by a, not being abducted by being chased by an uh, by aliens because I'm part of a resistance where the world <laughs> has been taken over. I, I know it sounds dirty, but I've had this recurring nightmare since uh, I can remember as early as ten ten years old. Dude, just pack up the family and come to Utah. Is that the plan? Go that's, for the. That's the plan. Well, if, we'll hold up. We'll hold up in the mountains. <laughs> that only works for so long, and then, eh. well, you know, I guess, I guess, alien invasion, zombie apocalypse—it's, it's all the same contingency plan, right? Yeah, more or less. Have lots of stuff, know somebody in the hills, and try and get there. Yeah, I, that's it, man. That's all you can do. That's all uh, you can hope for. Or you got to find the uh, all of the black box uh, government installations, so you know where to go for good underground hiding. Yes. Yes. I'm sorry. What are we talking about? I don't know. Very I good. I may have shit my pants and forgot who I was. Very good. So, so, so far you're giving a thumbs up to Falling Skies. Yeah. Yeah. Check it out. It's, it's, it's worth watching for sure. Okay. So we'll give that and one a go. It's Spielberg produced. Yeah. I saw that. I mean, this guy is going nutty with getting involved with TV again. 
Yeah. It's like so. somebody just, you know, Spielberg was doing his thing in the movies and he kind of seemed to dial it back. Well, except he had the whole Jurassic Park thing and, right. but he seemed to dial it back somewhat. You know, he was getting into the producer role, executive producer on stuff, but you didn't hear a lot about him. And now suddenly, boom, it's like he's out of the box again. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, it, I, I, what was the wake up call? I don't know, dude. I don't know, but uh, well, I mean, but he's not directing though. No, he's producing. He's yeah, and, uh, but but I think he's associating himself with a lot better product now than he was, say, like for Jurassic Park eighteen. I you know, and the other question I have is: is he also behind Terra Nova, the one that's going to be on Fox? Oh, I don't believe so. No, is that James Cameron? I don't know which is which. It might be James Cameron. I'm not sure which. But man, uh, sci-fi is just hitting TV like crazy. I'm looking right now on the internet. So that's good to do. Go ahead and read while we're on air. Because that's what I do. Uh, we're only on air. Uh, yeah, no big deal. Know. You got If you're gonna, dude. you need to have a secret sound or sign to th- let me know you're throwing to me, Trent. <laughs> you're like I'm reading right now. Babel. You got to do something. I need a sign. <laughs> it's not like we're in the room and I can see you <laughs> roll dude, your. It's over. It's not it's like over. I can see you roll your finger forward to tell me to keep <laughs> going. We don't have that. What's wrong with you? I'm disappointed. <laughs> Hey, you know, this is all, I'm, I'm not the veteran that you are, Will. No, not many are. <laughs> and I only mean that because nobody wants to be in this business this long. No, no. Well, I don't know. <laughs> nobody wants to sit in a room talking to themselves <laughs> and have people shuts, listening. Shuts, shuts their family out of their life for a solid hour a week. Hey, hey, hey. I'm not shutting them out. I ask permission, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh shit so uh, I gotta ask uh, because yes. it's been a hot topic on that other show that we do yes Green Lantern has come out it has of course I have not seen it as we've already discussed correct what was your impression of Green Lantern okay here's the deal with Green Lantern um obviously okay f- first things first um if you're gonna cast a superhero Sure, go ahead and cast Ryan Reynolds. He's got chiseled abs and a square chin. More or less, that's all you need. You know what I mean? And and he delivers that. And he does some witty lines. Um, not as sarcastic as when he was Deadpool. Uh, but, you know, he, he, he does an okay job for uh, Hal Jordan. Special effects are good, but campy. Okay, and we'll get to that in a second. Uh, and, uh, they're, they're obviously trying to set things up for a second movie. Uh, so much that most of the plot is, is set up, setting things up for a second movie. Now, my question, cause with superhero movies, you've got, yes. you've got certain territory to go through in order to set up stuff for the audience. Correct. All right. Like the first Spider-Man movie was kind of slow cause, you know, it was origin story and it was like, right. it was, what was that? It was like two hours of origin story and then 20 minutes of conflict. Yep. Something like that. So do they, how do they balance it in Green Lantern? Ooh, it's not balanced at all, my friend. Okay, so same kind of story? Yeah, yeah. Uh. In fact, and it's funny because they're doing two origin stories almost. They're setting up, uh, you know, Hal Jordan, uh, but at the same time, they're also setting up Sinestro, you know, uh, as as to where he's going to take the, uh, a yellow ring. Right, because a lot of people, of course, saw the com- people that know of Green Lantern. They saw the commercials, and they're like, oh, look, it's Sinestro before he turns. Mm-hmm. Look at that. Yeah. And I was one of them. Yep. Yep. So, so, so yeah, I mean, a huge chunk of it. The, the actual conflict and resolution at best takes one third of the movie at best. Okay. So it's once again, it's, it's the Spider-Man syndrome. Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. Whereas, absolutely. you know, like the original X-Men movie, now that was balanced, my friend. Yeah. That yes, was a good balance because they had, well, they had fo- character development with forward momentum at the same time. Well, and it's really interesting because the, the screening that I went to, uh, a fellow critic came in about 45 minutes late. And just by having seen the extended trailer, he was able to sit right in and not miss a beat on the, on the movie, on what he had missed. Well, that's not surprising considering there seemed like there was a new Green Lantern, uh, promo or trailer every day. Yeah. Leading well, up to it. Yeah. They, and I think they kind of tried to do that so that people understood what they were going to see. Um, 
because I, a, a lot, I mean, look, look, go back and look at Scott Pilgrim. This is, this is what people are looking at as, as far as the, the, the fail to learn from. You've got to have people know exactly what they're going to see before they, you know, to try and compel them to see it, especially in geek genre. Yeah. And the advertising wasn't really solid around Scott Pilgrim. It was unclear. And, yeah. and then there's still the argument. Were there too many promo screenings of the movie? Did they, right. did they make a mistake going to so many colleges, letting people see Scott Pilgrim? But it's still, for me, one of my favorite movies of last year. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Absolutely. I bought the Blu-ray every once in a while. I watch it. It was my, one of my favorite movies of last year. One of my wife's least favorite movies of last year. So screening of that movie in the house has to be carefully planned. <laughs> Right. You got to schedule that just right. Now, is that one you've watched with your daughter? Scott Pilgrim? Yeah. You know, not really. She, I think I tried to watch it, but that was one she just didn't get into, which is really weird when you consider the fact that my daughter has sat and watched Doctor Who with me. And right. one of her favorite episodes is the uh, two-parter from last season with the uh, with the Weeping Angels, which are these stone statues that, that – can't move when a living creature is looking at them, but when they're not looking at them, they move at lightning speed. So that's how they get you. You know, when you're not looking at them, they got you. <laughs> that's like red light, green light. Kind of. Yeah, but <laughs> to a, a lethal degree. <laughs> and that's one of her favorite episodes, which is amazing to me because it's one of the creepiest from last season. I'm, I'm, I'm amazed at the, uh, at the, the child mind because I, it is completely unpredictable. I no. cannot predict what will affect my daughter and how it will affect my daughter. I have no, no. idea. And how old is your daughter? She is going to be eight next month. Okay. Okay. So, so I mean, she's still into, you know, she's not, she's not like where Harley's at right now, where she's no. not, you know, starting to look at notice boys and stuff like that yet, right? Thank goodness, no. I, and thank <laughs> you for bringing that up. I think what little hair I had left has now fallen out. <laughs> that is one of those things. Anybody that has, any person, who is a father that has a daughter, you, you only have a few nightmares left in this world. And uh, uh, aside from, you know, the, the aliens, the aliens coming to get you. No, it's boys, <laughs> um, boys, pregnancy, boys, and the stripper pole. Those are the only <laughs> things you're terrified of. And you know what the worst thing about that stripper, is, the stripper is? No. That's, that's somebody's, that's somebody's daughter. daughter. I was that's just thinking that. Daughter. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's one thing too. Once you've had a daughter, you forget about porn. It just <laughs> does nothing for you. Like it. That's somebody's daughter. Done. Oh. Forget it. <laughs> Boner shrinker. Oh, see, why'd you have to go there? Why did you have to take it that far, Trent? Just why? Because I'm not, dude, I'm not a father. You know what I mean? Well, that I know of. Again, why did you have to go there? <laughs> so, Trent, what do you got in your bag of tricks? What have you lined up for this debut episode where we've uh, already turned away hundreds of Sir listeners, if not thousands? Okay, okay. Um, I did, and I know, I know it's a little behind the fact, uh, but I did screen Bad Teacher, uh, this week. And, but that one's already out now too, right? Yeah, it's already out. Well, there. when you say screen, uh, you usually get a screening like one or two days before release. Yeah, yeah. I, I usually see a movie every Wednesday. And then I'll, uh, but Bad Teacher was so horrible. I didn't even bother to write a view on it, uh, this, this week. One of those things where just if you, uh, if you can't say something nice, don't say something at all. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't want to revisit it, man. It was, I mean, oh, I've never, I have, I am usually pretty adamant about keeping my phone in my pocket during a movie, but uh, there was a point in, in Bad Teacher that I just pulled my phone out and started Facebooking. Are they? Were they, were they trying to cash in on the whole bad Santa vibe by calling it yes. bad teacher? Yep. I, I really think that's what they tried to do on this one. Um, so, so basically you've got, uh, Cameron Diaz, mm -hmm. uh, who's a, a gold digger that's wound up as a teacher. And her whole goal is to get uh, a new breast augmentation because if she does that, then she'll be able to get, you know, she'll, she'll be able to find uh, a gold, you know, a gold sprouting husband. A lofty okay. set of goals. Okay. Oh, I said set of goals. Look what I did. I, I see what you did there. I see what you Not did. intentional though. Uh, so there's a bonus given and her, you know, to the best teacher of the year or whatever. And so her whole goal is to, you know, become the best teacher. No, by any means necessary. Uh, she's not a character that you can sympathize with at all. And by the end, you're supposed to, she's supposed to be the, you know, the person that you're, you're rooting for and you're not. 
it's it's a it's a film that is driven by supporting characters. And every time that either uh, Jason Siegel or Justin Timberlake um, or or hell, even, you know, uh, Phyllis Smith, you know, from The Office is on there. Mm-hmm. You're just like, oh, stay on screen. Oh, shit, they're gone. <laughs> Damn it. Where'd they and go and like, why? Oh, great. I'm stuck with Diaz. So so uh, she yes. never she never gets to that point of having the heart of gold. No, mm-mm, no. And, and, and the transformation is so terrible. Uh, that it's, yeah, I, man, I, I, I give that movie one, one, one and a half stars. Uh, I mean, the, the half because of, uh, Jason Siegel and Justin Timberlake are, you know, their, their scenes are pretty good, uh, but they're few and far between. Does somebody else have a, like a, a you know, Siskel and Ebert, they got the thumbs trademarked. Um, or uh, Ebert does now, right. whoever, but uh, yeah. does anybody have the, have that on the stars? I mean, can you use stars? I think everyone uses stars, right? I don't know. I, I really think you should have come up with your own proprietary one. Okay, folks, if you've got an idea for for how we should rate movies, go ahead and let us know. Yeah, right? I mean, oh, on fair. the Twitter with the netheads on air at yeah, netheads on, on air. air. Why yeah. did I choose netheads on air? Because every other variation I found couldn't didn't wasn't available. Yeah, it was already taken. I wasn't. And I wasn't going to do that netheads because that makes yeah. no sense. Right. Yeah. So let us know. Uh, we'll, yeah, we'll be happy know. to take it's, part. I mean, you know, here's the thing. With the way the technology is, I could have, if I wanted to, I could have prepped um, the studio down in Los Angeles, and we could have taken phone calls right now. But considering the duct tape that is uh, around this place just to get what we're doing right now working, I wasn't going <laughs> to risk it. Because we could be taking phone calls. People get get there. Because that would be great filler. Right now, if we could take a phone call, oh, yeah. man. That and would we'd be like, hey, sir, uh, what what do you think it should be? And it's my mom. Oh, I'm just happy to have him on air. Are are your parents listening right now? Do they even I know swear, what the internet I, is? You know what? I haven't uh, I haven't called them and uh, told them how to turn on the computer. I shit you not. Mm-hmm. That happens sometimes. So no, I doubt it. I highly doubt it. Yeah, I don't know. If my wife might be listening right now downstairs. I'm not sure. I don't know. I don't <laughs> She's know. Not, she hasn't got like a uh, you know a, a glass to the door. No, of course not. She's got okay. better things to do with her time. <laughs> Hell, I should be doing better things with my time, but I'm not. <laughs> I'm here talking to y'all. Hello. Y'all? Where did that come from? <laughs> Sorry. I, what was the last movie? I, oh, did I tell you what the last movie I was I saw in the movie theater? Oh, what was it? Romeo and Juliet? No, 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 no. No, it wasn't. I know that uh, one of them was really... Oh, you know, it was The Hangover 2. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was date night, right? Yes. Yeah. And I got to tell you, I wasn't I I wasn't as thrilled with it as the original. Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't nearly as good. It was just it was hangover one with trannies. Yes. Which I thought was I don't know. And the pacing was off. Yeah. Yeah. And I can't remember what I saw before that. You know, that's the thing. When you have kids, uh, you're either seeing kid movies or you're you're you take serious planning to go to the movies. (laughs) <laughs> like right. that, that's why I did not cash in on Green Lantern. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't cash in on that one. I, mean, I think right. the next one I'm gonna really try and cash in on is Captain America. Oh my God! Don't even get. Me. See, that's that's an, that's another buzzword for my boner. Again with that. It's up. It's I, up. You're frightening me, dude. Really? Yeah. I'm sorry. I, I went six to twelve just like that. At this point, I really am getting deeply concerned for you. <laughs> I'm serious. Now you were telling me about something, Trent. Since okay, so we've done movies, right? Yeah, yeah. We've done we're mo- we talk TV. Right? We talk some movies. What are, yeah, what are the other topics we always comic books? Is that comic what? books, man. Is that what we always? I don't know. I don't know. But you were telling cell phones. Me, we always talk cell phones too. Oh, you know it. Thank you very much for bringing that up. Did you hear about Apple getting awarded the patent on the iPhone? What? They they got a very broad patent on the the functionality of the iPhone. Okay, and no, you didn't hold that far enough away when you opened it. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> so, in other words, the gestures, the finger movements, and that kind of thing, I oh, believe, okay. is in their patent. So, so here the in the U.S., flicks. yeah, all those things. So, does this mean Android's going to have to change things up quite a bit? Then that's the question. I mean, really, it 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 puts things into a point where either Apple could be a bully. Right. Or they can just have a legal team start sending out letters saying, um, 
you know, you have to sign a license fee if you want to keep doing what you're doing. I think. You know, I'm no, I'm no uh, patent attorney or anything. Sure. But I mean, them getting this, it, I, when I read it in the news, it was a big deal. Well, really, I mean, because who first, who, who first came up with the mouse for point and click? For the mouse? Yeah. Ah. Was it Apple or was it Microsoft? Uh, actually, it was Xerox, I believe. See, that's what I'm saying, man. Like, I, I don't see that this is something that really needs to be enforced or if it even could be enforced. I, it'd probably be too much of a pain, but it could be a money make, good money making venture. Sure. Because, you know, like I said, you know, you guys can continue to do that thing because I, I've seen Android phones and they do utilize the swipe as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so when it comes to that, it really, it could be a money making methodology. I don't think they're going to do cease and desist. I think everyone would agree that competition is the motivator for technological advancement. Oh yeah, for any okay. for any innovation, man. Yeah, if you if somebody is just dominating and not coming out with anything new, then nobody is going to move forward because everyone will just like, "Yeah, we own the we're ahead of the game, forget it." Yeah, what's the point? Yeah, whereas it really seems I think Google really they kind of had iPhone-ish plans even before the iPhone came out. I, why wouldn't they? They're Google. They're Skynet. <laughs> Who now? Wait, is Google Skynet or is Facebook Skynet? No, because, Google Skynet, man. Are you sure? Because really, no. I'm starting to think. Did you? Okay, have you seen uh, the movie Demolition Man? Of, of course. Okay, every restaurant in the future is what? Oh, I don't remember that. Part. Taco Bell. It's all Taco, it Taco Bell. Bell. Okay. <laughs> and when I see the way things are going on the internet now, I'm starting to wonder: Is the internet just going to become Facebook? Is it just going to become Google? Are we going in that direction? Because seriously, look how much Facebook integration there is in things. Sure. And then in the next version of the iPhone operating system of iOS for the iPhone and the iPad, Twitter is getting integrated in. I mean, it's becoming a part of the I of the operating system integrated in so that it's easy for everyone so, to do. So it's so it's no longer just like a, a web app or a or a, a, an operating app. It's part of the of the system itself. Exactly. Wow. I mean, that is it's either great forward thinking or going to be one of the biggest blunders if it dies out. But Twitter has been going strong. And I don't know about you, the. For me, Twitter has almost replaced Facebook. My favorite part about Facebook was just reading the status updates, knowing right. what's going on with people. I don't care about your farm bill. I don't care about your quizzes, your polls, this, that, or the <laughs> other thing. I don't care. <laughs> I I care about the people. I'm a people person. Okay, You are. You're I, a man of the people. I want to know what the folks are doing. I want to know what they have to say. So that part for me was great. And then Twitter has really transitioned to that because it, it it's exactly just that stream of consciousness without all the BS included. Right. So I'm able to get all the information I want. I can see what people are doing. It's kind of voyeuristic, but I don't feel dirty doing it. It's really nice. <laughs> so unless you're, obviously, unless you accidentally, you know, tweet your cock. Yeah. And then that would be bad. <laughs> But since I'm never going to be a governor or run for senator or anything, I think I'll be okay. Well, yeah, I mean, I almost, I almost wonder if you have to be, you know, a person of prestige to be that stupid. Well, yeah, there's a certain point where you just start believing your own BS and you get completely detached from reality. You mean like that? Yeah, exactly. That, that's, exactly. That is quite possible. That is, <laughs> that is quite possible. You may have you may have to ascend to that certain level just to do the really stupid crap. Absolutely. That's not Absolutely. Re- that's not really the case. Everybody does the stupid crap, but when you're at a certain level, then it becomes notable. Then it becomes something people will take notice of. Okay? <laughs> if, if Jimmy Joe Bob who just got himself a new fancy phone at the Verizon store, <laughs> if he if he should accidentally tweet his junk, nobody cares. <laughs> No. Okay. In fact, Nobody. It, it, it might hit Tosh.0 at best. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, when you're a, in a political office, if you're a Kardashian, you know, <laughs> then, then it'll get noticed because of, of the, of the, you know, the, the public perception. Um, now, Will, speaking of Verizon, you, you're, you're kind of walking in two worlds, right? Yeah, I, I am. I have a, I have an AT&T iPhone. And I have a Verizon MiFi device. So that way, because I don't want to, 
you know, it gets convoluted, but the simple fact is AT&T didn't have the 4G, so that's why I went that direction. I have an iPad okay. that has no G. It just has the wireless. And okay. by having the MiFi device, instead of having my iPhone serve the Internet, then I can be using my laptop. I can download anything I want on my iPhone because on the um, cellular side, it has a 20 meg cap. Okay. Okay. Well, we'll, but when it sees the, the – I'm not done. When it sees when it sees the wireless connection, it thinks you it's just shut up. Yeah, it thinks it's on a wireless connection, and it doesn't know that it's on a cellular connection, and it downloads everything. So anyway, that's my story. I'm going to shut up okay. now. Go ahead. Okay. No. No. Well, and and I know you and I have talked a little bit about maybe you know when your contract's up, switching over to Verizon for the un- unlimited data plan, this, that, and the other. Well, that's well, gone away though. Yeah, sooner than you think. July seventh. Yeah. Boom. Gone. Uh, unless you're already an existing comp. Uh. You know. A customer with a unlimited contract. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, but you see that I think everybody saw the writing on the wall, though, uh, and I'm sure they're seeing it now that they're seeing probably an increase in traffic from their iPhone users. Right. Yeah. I'm, and, but this isn't this isn't just for iPhone. This is across all platforms. Oh yeah. No, I know. I understand. I'm with you. I'm just saying, you put an iPhone in people's hands, and suddenly your network is gonna get swamped. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Now, I don't know if that's because of the way iPhones handle things versus Android phones or if it's just that, you know, it the iPhone makes things seem so much easier that people are taxing a network. Or just doing it, which I would guess uh, just because the – I mean, yeah, as, as, as far as the – the actual way the apps work or, or even like PHP or, you know, different, um, website text, it's, it's going to be a little bit pretty same across the board. I don't know what the hell you just said. <laughs> I, I could have said anything, Will. I was just looking for a point, man. <laughs> All I'm saying is if you, if you want to get, uh, unlimited data, you need to get a contract with Verizon before July 7th. Yes. Get in there Otherwise, and get in there quick. Yeah. Otherwise, your only options are uh, Sprint still and Virgin Mobile. And that's it for an un- unlimited uh, data plan. Yep. And, that's, uh, that's it. And, and actually, you know, a lot of the uh, – speaking of data, because uh, you know that there's a fine uh, – you know what? I'm going to get into my paranoid delusions now. Maybe I shouldn't talk about this. <laughs> but – Here's the thing. A lot of the home broadband providers are starting to quietly put data caps on. Like right yes. now, I'm an AT&T U-verse customer, and I think I have a 200 gigabit cap, which for data, I would think is fine. Okay. I, you know, I'm, it, and it, I can understand it because it'll help them to, uh, make money for people that are putting a stress on the network, and it'll help them also to probably determine people that are file sharing that shouldn't be, you know, that kind and of thing. And that's just per month, right? Yeah, exactly. 200 okay. gigabit cap per month. Um, but it, I also start, you, you gotta start looking at the way things are going. Our televisions are getting integrated with Netflix and Hulu. Uh, right. and so you've got a lot of broadband providers, most of which are, they're either telecommunications, or, well, they're all telecom. What am I saying? Uh, but they're either the cable company or the phone company, okay? You're right. getting the service from one or the other. And every one of them has something to lose the way technology is moving. Uh, you've got voice over IP applications that can take away phone business. Right. You've got streaming internet and, of course, the, the, the file sharing piracy that goes along with it that's taking away from broadcast television. Mm-hmm. And if you think about it, like, uh, your, your Comcast, who, like, is dominating the cable world now pretty much. Right. You know, they, they make their money by, you know, networks getting on their service. So if the networks mm-hmm. don't need their service for that, then they're going to have to make it up on the internet as well. So you throw a cap on there and they're not going to be able to download and watch as many shows. Right. Cause, yeah. you know, yeah, I, exactly. For, yeah. And that's what it does is it, it's, it's hindering the people that are, well, I guess abusing it would yeah. be the way to say it. But, but, you know, if you see where I'm going with this, they're, sure. they're trying to set it up so that way they're making money no matter what. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. So, so that if you are watching all your movies or all your TV shows on Hulu Plus on your Xbox mm-hmm. and you're breaking that 200 limit, you're still, you know, helping support those, right. those, those, uh, TV shows that you like. And look at all the things that Netflix has done, man. They are, they're not just a rental service anymore. They are no. setting themselves up as a network. Yeah. I mean, I don't remember what show it was, but they, they are basically commissioned new episodes of it and they're licensing tons of content, 
tons. I mean, like Sons of Anarchy, boom, suddenly all over Netflix because they're licensing it. Uh, and also the CEO just signed on with Facebook. Oh, goodness gracious. As a, as a consultant and, uh, you know, some administrative position with Facebook. Oh, man. See, I told you. Yeah, yeah. You're going to see the integration there as well. Uh, Facebook is going to be Skynet. You're wrong. Eventually, <laughs> Google's going to buy Facebook or Facebook's going to buy Google, and then the Internet will collapse in on itself. It all depends on who becomes self-aware first. Yes. Facebook <laughs> will become a self-aware at 12.01 a.m., and then the first thing it will do is take out Google. <laughs> And that is how the War of the Machines will begin. And then the aliens will come in, and Will has to hightail it with his family to Utah. Oh, time and time again that nightmare, sir. I don't think you understand <laughs> the degree <laughs> that it happens. And, I mean, there are certain things. Like, I had one dream where they were only attacking during the night. So the minute dusk hits, these alarms would go off. And somehow the government instituted these these flying saw blades that would go right at the alien height to decapitate them. So you could not be out after dark. And one time I'm out after dark being chased by the aliens and the saw blades. It was hell. <laughs> it was hell. And now oh I've let God. everyone inside to my psyche and I apologize for that. Oh, that's awesome, Will. Yes. And and now, I, oh, wait, hold on. Somebody's just optioned that for a movie. Great. Oh, shit. You shouldn't have put it out there, man. No. Nope. Shouldn't have put it out there. No, nope. that's what happens. You got to be aware, folks. Don't let a good idea get away. <laughs> Don't let, I was, I was going to put together a live internet radio network and then Kevin Smith cuts me off at the pass. <laughs> hey, you know, but, but you're, but now you're collaborating, man. This isn't collaboration, sir. This is me just, this is me being humble and get, taking what I can get. You too. <laughs> I, I wouldn't even say that. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm, I am here at your good graces at best. Yeah. And I'm just so nervous right now. I'm delirious. I actually think I've been hyperventilating and not realizing it. I'm so lightheaded. <laughs> See, dude, maybe I'm, and I'm just saying, take a page out of, out of uh, Kevin's book, you know. And just medicate a little bit prior. Nah. I can't do that. <laughs> not your thing. No, it is not. Okay. So, you know, I've been meaning to ask you, Trent, because as you know, I am no longer anywhere near a comic book shop. My nearest comic shop is 20 miles away at least. Which, man, that that alone breaks my heart to know that that, that exists outside of rural America. Yeah, well, it, it unfortunately – well, I mean, where's your comic shop? You, well, you live in a college town. That's probably not yeah. the question to ask. Right. You probably have one five minutes away. Uh, yep, it's about six blocks away. Okay, see, there you go. Walking distance. You can yep. get drunk and go buy comics if you had to. <laughs> That's a problem sometimes, actually. I understand. Then you come <laughs> home and you're like, why do I have 20 <laughs> copies of Little Spider-Man? Archie? Yeah. God damn it! So, but I've been meaning, you've been trying to get me to, to read the new Fantastic Four now that it's rebranded as something else, like Freedom Force or something? What is it? Freedom, what is uh, it? F Future Foundation. Future Foundation. What is that? That sounds more like a, a like a club DJ collaboration. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's BT, uh, um, you know, Daft Punk and, I don't know, Fat Boy Slim. The Future Foundation. So now what it, but you, but you, you know, I'm a Spider-Man fan and that's why you've been trying yes. to entice okay, me with yeah, this. Exactly. So Human Torch died. Yeah. Okay. Um, he got, uh, locked in the negative zone and, uh, all the villains came and killed him, you know, he, cause the, you know, anyway, long story short, they he's really, dead. okay. So they really did come and kill him. He just didn't get trapped in some alternate universe or something. I don't no, know these things. He, yeah. Cause it happens. We, um, Captain America, for example, but no, he's he's gone, gone, dead. For now. Ah, we'll see. We'll see till the next reboot. Until reality sets in. Oh, God, reboot. Ah, you had yeah. to bring that up. Let's not go yeah. there, though. If, if we ever have another show, maybe we'll bring it up. Yeah. <laughs> DC Universe. Well, are you a DC reader? Because once again, comic shop. I'm not – even though I got to admit, with everything that DC's doing, they're doing it smart. Because, you know, I have oh, an iPad. Gosh, yeah. I have an iPad, digital comic book reading. That's the way to go. Cut out the printing and the cost. I mean, and people are still going to buy printed books. So you're not putting yes. comic shops out of business. You're not nope. going to do that. Nope. Um, 
But still, for me, it would be convenient to get day and date. Even if it was a 20-day delay, I'm cool yeah. with that. Make it a month delay so that way you got your print people buying because they have to have it now. Right. And you've got people like me who are willing to wait another 30 days. But, like, Marvel is months behind. Yes. Yeah. They want they to they want to make sure they get through, like, three printings and then comic shops have a chance to unload all their back issues or something. I don't know what it is. So, and that's one reason why I haven't caught any of it. But DC is going to go day and date, aren't they? So yes, yeah. So well, okay. So basically, we'll we'll do Future Foundation real quick. Yeah, hit it. So basically, you've got all the kids um, that are associated with the Fantastic Four for the past while, um, and and they're all going out kicking ass, and it's been really really good. Um, John Hickman's writing it, and it's man. If 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 you are reading one comic right now, it's really really good. So try that out. Now to DC, right? Mm-hmm. They are going through a reboot right now, which will end in September. Um, and at that point, they will have same day digital publishing. Right. Which, but they're doing it so smart, okay? Because you can go to a comic shop, you can buy the the hard. The, you know, the, the paper comic book. Yeah. And for a dollar, just a dollar extra, they will give you the digital code mm-hmm. for the digital download as well. Oh, I wasn't even aware of that. So that way you can enjoy the book, you can read it, yes. but then you can, you can still have it on your, cause like recently, uh, I was, and I've, I've mentioned this before. Recently I was listening to, uh, the Pod Dammit Marathon that ran. And one of the brilliant things that has not hit, uh, the, the HBO stream or, or what have you is the Comic Con Theater episode where, where Ralph Garman slays it, people. I am not, and I'm not, I'm not minimizing this. He, first of all, the guy is a great impressionist, okay? And I'm not kissing his ass because I'm on the network. I was really, really <laughs> impressed with this because, you know, when somebody's an impressionist, you know, maybe they can do a few little hack gimmicks, but that's it. Right. You know, like that, like that fake Arnold guy. He can do a good Arnold impersonation. Uh, but you know, he's not exactly the world's greatest writer, for example, of his material. You know, I'm just, I'm just saying, I've heard him ad lib and it hasn't been as great as when stuff's prepared for him. But when okay. Ralph Garman was doing the Comic Con theater, he, he was doing, uh, some interesting voice choices as directed, but he was doing Adam West as Batman and they were reading from, uh, no, yeah, cacophony. Okay. Uh, which was the Walt Flanagan, Kevin Smith, uh, bat original little Batman series that they did. I think it was a three issue up run. And he, all the choices they, that they made were great. And he was doing, is it uh, Fred Gwynn? No, no, that's the, that's the guy who played Herman Munster. Anyway, the voice of the Joker was great and hysterical, as was Adam West as Batman. But he wasn't doing Adam West as Batman. He was using the Adam West of voice, but he was putting real character development and emotion into it. Into it. Behind, okay, okay. It was just a stellar, stellar experience. And at one point, he's doing voices against himself. He's doing the Joker. He's doing Batman. And... It, it was really astounding. And where I'm going with this, I have no idea. It was just freaking awesome. Yeah. So it, but with the beauty of digital comics is I wanted to go back and oh, I wanted okay. to be yeah, able to read my, yeah. I wanted to read my cacophony, but I couldn't because I didn't have it. But where you're saying is you could get the digital code, you could put it in your library. And then months from now, if you wanted to go back and reread those issues, you could. Exactly. Yeah. So, so you're on, you're out, you know, on the BART. And you've got your iPad with you there. You can bust it out. You can read it without having to be like, oh man, I'm going to have to, you know, carry around how many books with me or, or go buy the trade paperback and keep that with me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. And, and, and that's, I mean, for years, DC has been so far behind the curve when it comes to everything that Marvel's done. And this is, this is one thing that the uh, Marvel could uh, stand up and, you know, take a page out of their book. Well, I think you need to see where technology is going. You need to understand that there are certain models that are viable nowadays and certain ones that aren't. And, and a lot of, uh, a lot of people are, are recognizing it that now you're, you're seeing them do the smart moves. DC is obviously getting it. They're realizing, like, for example, let's think about this. People that have iPads have disposable income or, mm-hmm. or they had enough to be able to get an iPad. They, right. they, they, they found a way to justify it or they got it gifted, but you know, mostly they found a way to justify it and they bought one. These people 
one way or another, are able to make decisions with their money. Okay, and a lot of the comic book readers may come back to wanting to read comic books if you make it easy for them. Absolutely. Right now, I might still be willing to read The Amazing Spider-Man if I could get it on my iPad and not be, I mean, in a, sure, in another couple months, I'll finally be to the point where I stopped buying paper books and I could start buying the digital ones. Right. But I'm not going to see the future foundation anytime soon on my iPad at the rate that Marvel's going. Exactly. And I, I would be spending money right now based on your recommendation. Finding out that Spider-Man is actually part of what was the Fantastic Four. Like, like he tried to do all those years ago. That's of interest to me. Yeah, exactly. Oh my gosh. It, and it is, oh, it has been so good. And I, I just, it, well, the other thing is if, if Marvel would do this, if they would, would open up this same day publishing, um, digital publishing, publishing that DC is going to do, I, I, I guarantee you, uh, piracy, of digital comic books would also go down. Definitely. Because people, they just get frustrated. They, they, they want to read it. And it, you know, when, when you're charging a dollar, two dollars for a digital comic book, that's nothing, man. That's, that's nothing at all. Especially not when you compare it to like $3.99 cover price. Absolutely. Right and now. Just, and with the ease of it, yeah, if, if they really want to curb the piracy, then they need to make it more available and more readily available. Yeah. Give me real time, baby. That's all I'm asking for. Netflix doesn't make me wait a long time to get my stuff. Well, maybe no. a little bit. No, Netflix is there. That's just it, man. You know, there's, there's, there's trends in technology and those who survive are those who adapt to it. Yeah. And I believe me, I would be buying a lot more comic books if I could get them on my iPad right now. Exactly. Right now. Damn it. <laughs> Give me what I want. Allow me to spend more money. Actually, I'm thankful they're not doing that right now, to be honest. <laughs> Lord knows, I'd hate to explain that. Why did you buy a hundred dollars worth of comics? I don't know. I'm sorry. I it was either that or it was either get drunk and and, and buy them there or walk into the comic book shop drunk. <laughs> I have a problem. <laughs> I just want my comics in real time. Is that too much? <laughs> uh, of course not. No. So is is there anything else, or have we beat the dead horse long enough? You know, there's there's always something else, Will, but sometimes you just got to call a spade a spade. I that's incredibly racist of you. <laughs> I am not a racist. Of course you're not. Um so should we come back again? Uh, first uh, let me do this before we wrap up. Uh, Trent, I want to okay. thank you of course for taking part, taking time out of your Sunday to do this. Oh gosh, um, thanks for having me. Because it's always appreciated. And, uh, of course, special thank you to the entire Smith family, as well as Megan and Alan and DJ James and and Jordan and Jay and everyone else I've had the pleasure of working with, uh, especially since it's been able to bring me to this point to be here talking to all you wonderful people if you're listening to us now. And, um, you know, in the meantime, though, be sure if you want to check us out on the Twitter, you can follow Trent at a part of him.com and you can follow me at, uh, well, at radioaskew.com, at netheadww.com or at not netheads on air. I, I kept saying dot com. Forget those dot coms. <laughs> no, I mean, a part of him.com works too. That's, that's the jitters talking. That's not, that's not the, uh, that's not the brain engaging the way it should. And, uh, you know, of course, you can also go to RadioSkew.com if you want to um, follow that little th shindig as well. And uh, was there anything else, anyone you promised to show for while we were here? Uh, um, gosh, I don't think so. Uh, I Just also, if, you, if you're a geek out there and you're always looking for comic recommendations, um, go ahead and check out uh, the Geek Show podcast. They always have some great ones as well. Yes, they do. And, uh, of course, they've been uh, very kind to us over time. And, uh, of course, we want to be kind back as well. Absolutely. So, folks, I, I think we're going to wind this down because, for one, I got work tomorrow. <laughs> Me too. I got a regular job. <laughs> Whether I want to go there or not, I gotta. <laughs> and uh, Trent has to do the same. But thank you very much if you stuck around through this whole thing. Uh, this uh, this this free form geek uh, gasm. No, no. I this, like it. I yeah, absolutely. This geekatorium. I don't know what you would call it. <laughs> Um, it's a, it's a unique f uh, stream of consciousness that uh, I always enjoy being able to do. And Trent, you're the one that makes me uh, enjoy it. So thank you very much. Uh, thanks for having me, Will. And in the meantime, obviously, my name is Will. And my name is Trent. And this has been the first edition 
of NetHeads. Thank you, everybody. Connection failed. This is NetHeads. NetHeads with Will Wilkins. And Frank Montfaker. This has been a production of Smodcast Internet Radio. Sir, only at Smodcast.com.